Listener Production. Well, Han, this is our remembering project. Yep, where a random day of the year is selected and we look up the run sheets from all our shows from across the years to find any we did on that day. Over 20 years, that's about 2,500 shows and roughly 26,000 talk breaks. Today, we pick one. One talk break only and try to remember what happened based on what was written down on the run sheet from that day. As always, we've got podcast Mike with us here for any technical stuff. Hello. Mike, what date was randomly chosen today? It's the 29th of October. Radio, that's Andy's go. Here's Mike to take care of the sponsor stuff and we'll be right back to hear what year Andy chose to remember that day. This is Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project. Aim, I mean, I really wanted to take us just back to 2014 and listen to the whole thing. The whole show? No, just this one break. Okay, right. But I know it's just mainly for our amusement because it was one of our favourite segments that I'd forgotten about. What are we talking? Winds of Glory. Oh, yeah, Winds of Glory. Not enough times. We, we didn't do Winds of Glory enough times. I think we let... The PC police get the better of us there. <laughs> because Winds of Glory was stories of people going and farting in famous places. Yeah. That I think we, we had someone fart on the, the couch of, from Friends. Exactly. The pyramids. And this this one particularly, there was an honourable waft from... <laughs> an honourable waft from Ashana who was climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. This is how detailed the notes were on this thing. Um, and wanted to do one in the summit, so held one for six hours. Wow. <laughs> a high altitude wind of glory. <laughs> yeah. But only to be beaten. Um, oh, by a rival farting team. By a person who uh, did one in the actual DeLorean at 16 years of age. Yeah, wow. At Universal Studios when they were allowed, him and his mate were allowed, pulled from the sound stage and allowed to get into... The DeLorean. And let one rip in there. <laughs> Send it all the way back to <laughs> so, ultimate 985. So, I mean, tremendous winds of glory. It wasn't uh, a great sh- I'm sure... Someone's standing on the top of the world yep. just letting it rip. We should um, we should bring that back for the podcast. Yeah, of glory. I wouldn't mind bringing winds of glory back. It's not where I want to go. Um, in 2008, we're on the Caravan of Courage. Yep. This is our trip in our caravan. Uh, I, this one would have been from Melbourne to Darwin and yep. broadcasting for wherever we stopped. We stopped in a place called Hawker. Do you remember anything about Hawker? Hawker? Um, yeah, I don't think I do. Oh, was I it South Australia, I, Hawker? I didn't remember anything any, either. And on the run sheet it says, Hamish and he saw a big tree. <laughs> There were definitely days. There were thinner days. Jeez, it was thin out there sometimes, Mike. And it shouldn't surprise us because we were travelling through one of the most sparsely populated areas on earth. Yes. Up the middle of Australia where it's literally one road and no people. Mm. So So, seeing a big tree I guess was noteworthy but I don't know if... You could argue yep. to a network of, I don't know, at that stage, you know, 50 stations Australia-wide yep. that you should all be syndicating this show that's <laughs> reporting in live <laughs> from a big tree. Yeah. Um, so for people, some people do go back and listen to old shows. Uh, skip 29th of October, I think, yeah. on the Caravan of Courage 2008. Of, there were a couple of those Caravan of Courage shows where you just get into the, you know, the whole idea was we, we, we stop at a caravan park mm. and we just do the show about what we've seen that day. And often we just saw honest, dirt and road. Let's be honest, sometimes, you know, you're, you're in a sleepy town, mm. nothing's going on, occasionally like a road train would rumble past on the on the highway nearby yep. and you could just see kind of like a rusty old swing set like just 
<laughs> back and forth in the breeze. And you'd look around and go, I don't know if there's two hours of content here. <laughs> That's why 2007, the 29th of October is where I want to land. Rare to get a bit of audio from 2007 because we know usually mm. it has to have been good enough to make that weekend's highlight show. Or There are two bits of audio. I haven't listened to either of them. Great. It is the day after the Arias. The Arias. Now, we didn't host that year. I looked that up. We hosted the year after. We would have been up there. We would have had a little pre- presentation that, that, that year. Uncemented. Um, <laughs> yes, we hadn't yet cemented ourselves in the industry. That's, we were told that after we, after we hosted the Arias. We hosted like, the who cares about who hosted the Arias? <laughs> but after we hosted, you know, we, we were shitting ourselves and yeah. we'd like got through it all. We came up and someone went, well done, you've cemented yourselves now. <laughs> we're like, oh, good, wow. good, feels good, well, that's yeah. good. <laughs> but um, hasn't, never really gets brought up by anyone going, yeah. well, we're a bit nervous about you guys, but of course we all saw the 2008 <laughs> Arias and yeah. you are cemented in the industry. <laughs> I'm... From my memory, mm-hmm. we did the Arias and then we flew back during the day to Melbourne to do the show in the afternoon. That so would be right. The Arias were a Sunday night. The Arias were a Sunday night. We, the Arias were pretty big back then. It was pro- there was a peak they period of like 2000 kind of 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, that five-year period where... They were big. Of, they were, there they was were, like 50,000 people in the crowd and like, you know, big acts would play at the Arias. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was prime time. And so you could do a whole show, radio show dedicated to the Aries the next day, which people, is the Australian Music Awards for people listening to this. Yeah, people, people did do whole shows dedicated yeah. to it. And I think Missy Higgins had an awesome year that year. Yeah. Because that's what I, I kind of got this advice and, and that's the bit I want to listen to now. I, I got this vague memory of Missy being up and about mm. and being quite arrogant. Missy like, being arrogant. Yeah, I don't know... Whether I on our show, on our show after we after she not not like in, arrogant in a joking way. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But we ha- we did have Missy. We had a bit to do with Missy too because remember she played live at my house. <laughs> That's right. We did a whole show from my house one time, Mike, because I was waiting for a couch to be delivered. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And they and went, we're going to deliver it between three and seven. And, and we were like, I was like, oh, well, can we, all right, we'll do the show from my house. Yes. And they, big big radio moment. Do you think seeing a big tree is exciting? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait till, wait till we heard that knock at the door and the couch guys were there. Who else and Missy, came? And Missy played in my kitchen. Also, yeah, Missy played in your kitchen, which is amazing. Mm. I think Moosey, your grandma was there. My grandma was there help, helping but, but people snacks. But I think it was, who did, who, this is your life. Who was the host of that? Mike Munro? I think Mike Munro came. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I think Mike Munro came to your house for some so reason. So odd to have those people in your life because at that stage it was a share house and some weird stuff happened in that share house. Yes. So then to have like Mike Munro in your <laughs> on like a Thursday. <laughs> Why couldn't one of the other housemates get the couch? It's a don't good know. point. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good point. <laughs> Although I would say then they're not reliable. I would say like, at that stage I was the most... Chance. <laughs> Even though I had a full-time job, I was the most chance to be home of anyone. So I want to just play a little bit of Missy Higgins. I just asked Marshy, our production guy here, so just grab Missy because I think she's had a big win. Let's just get a gauge of Missy, but it's not the most memorable person of that show. Okay. And we'll get to that after this. The 29th of October, 2007. Hello. Is that Missy? It is. It's Hamish and Andy. How are you going? <laughs> Hi. Hey. Have Sorry we... to bother you later on, on probably a fairly dusty state after celebrations last night. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not 
too bad. I went home at about two two thirty. So That's not too bad. Well, messy. I think it got really messy after I left. Apparently, at one point <laughs> we were all looking for your phone. Now, the, the mere fact that you've picked up does that mean you found your phone? No, this is actually my sister's phone. It is your sister's phone. Um, but I just bought a new one then. But um, I guess if anyone out there <laughs> found a black. Motorola last night. Um, with <laughs> why not, Messi? Why not use a radio show as a lost and found? Semi-naked photos of me in the uh, the pictures folder. Okay. <laughs> yes. Messi, uh, you've just lowered the to... likelihood of it being returned by about 1,050%. No, no, no. Please return it to Hamish and Andy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, Missy, what's, um, you would know a lot of people and stuff in the music industry and, and a lot of those that maybe you know value their privacy. Is there someone's phone number on there you know will be really annoyed if it gets out? Um. Oh God. Yeah. There's quite a few that I think would probably be really annoyed. <laughs> yeah, vanilla, vanilla ice, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Farnham. David. Ha- <laughs> David Hasselhoff. I'm guessing. Well, Missy, you are the you are the best female artist. Of course, the album on a clear night. Um, did you feel like the best? Did you go around to other people just saying a little bit of "I'm the best" uh, after you, after after you get this award? You I mean you carry the best female for a whole year? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I went out to a lot of people and I said, just in case you forgot, um, I have been away for the past two years, but I'm still the best. What are you going to do? <laughs> okay, so I tipped her in it. I didn't remember that you, as much. You, you just remember the, the grab of her saying I'm the best. Um, the Motorola dates it, doesn't it? That The Motorola. And I do remember us all looking. You and I had a few and we were all looking for her phone at the after party at one point and then that was kind of cue for us to get out of there as well. I, Quite late. Did, did phones used to have locks on them? Because when you like open up a flip phone or were you just automatically into Great someone's question. phone? I don't remember having a pin on my old phone. Neither do I. I mean, Mike, you're too young to even contemplate this. Um, yeah, but... Motorola was a quite a famous company. <laughs> yeah. Make walkie-talkies now. <laughs> I was more a Sony Ericsson kind of guy. Yeah, we went through that. Uh... <laughs> yeah. We feel you, bud. <laughs> okay, moving away from Best Female Artist, there was someone else on that show... That we had as a guest. That we had as a guest that I think almost put a black mark through this person's name to ever be on again. Because of how it went down. Oh, was it John Butler? You're right. Because I remember John Butler having a, a curious black mark against his name. So John Butler came on and family-friendly show and it probably kept the celebrating going and just couldn't quite, in, for my memory, couldn't quite get in his mind that this was broadcasting live. And I loved John Butler. I oh, love John Butler. He's a legend. But I also remember Sam being really disappointed that... He uh, he swore. He definitely swore. Did he swear? Yeah. So Sam and 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 Sam with the family, family you, you get a black mark straight away, no matter. Mm, <laughs> yeah. mm. And so this is us with. Uh, well, do we need Mike to do his? Oh yeah, good call. Yeah, this is before we get to the bad stuff. Yeah. Here's the good stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. We needed that. Um, okay, we're ready. Let's see. Uh, let's right. hear John Butler. Having said that, he I remember he. He came good. Didn't we have him back on years and years later? Yeah, we would have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't banned or anything. No, no, no. It was more just you go to black, but like it was, I I certainly remember. (laughs) All right. Yeah. It was just a misstep. Let's hear the misstep. (laughs) The 29th of October, 2007. 
Hey, Mr. Andy, for the drive home. That was funky tonight, performed by the John Butler Trio with the help of Keith Urban. Definitely the highlight of the night last night, Ando, musically. Oh, absolutely. And joining us on the line, Mr. John Butler himself. How are you feeling today, John? I'm feeling dapper. <laughs> You're feeling really? dapper? That's good. A lot of the other people we've talked to are pulling up a little bit rusty after last night. Did you take it easy afterwards? No, I went out to a party and cut up some friends and, you know. How do you, yeah, there's so good. many parties, John. Uh, I mean, how do you choose? There's, there's parties for every label, it seems, and then there's parties for kind of different labels within those labels. Do you, does someone <laughs> choose for you? No, we just gatecrashed the good one. <laughs> we just go, okay, what was the good one last year? Cool, let's go to that one because that other one really sucked. Because and An- so- Andy and I often find ourselves at the party that's just being held at like the kiosk out at, uh, <laughs> out at the Olympic Stadium going, yeah. I don't think we're at the cool one. Yeah, yeah, the one at the, uh, the one at Homebush is is the bad one. I've learned that through a few years of being stuck at the kiosk. We're still learning. <laughs> and then still... I'm like, fuck, this is not the best one to be. Oops, that was forward. That was family show, John. Family show, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Uh, little press on the. It was amazing. I mean, Keith Urban was full of funk, like you were just saying there. Mm. And uh, you certainly don't want to go funk. We're at the bad party. <laughs> yes. Were you surprised? I mean, have you played with Keith before, John? Oh, just a couple of days before that. Not really. No, no. We it just uh, it kind of just came together. Well, how much did you, how much did you rehearse for the? We rehearsed for about a couple, maybe an hour. Wow, because wow. it really hour. does sound like you know he's wailing away pretty hard. He's a great player. I mean, you know, he's he's a, a great musician and a lovely guy, and you know, he can come and sit in with pretty much whoever most probably so you know it didn't take like we didn't have to teach him how to play the guitar you know yes <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> he, he can't do that doing. one Do you, were you surprised with how you know how much he was wailing though I mean the whole crowd was there was certainly high eyebrows at our table hand watching him go at it like a you know bull at a gate yeah, you know, you hop in bed with the JVT, you know, it's not going to be, we're not going to be just, you know, keeping it safe, <laughs> you know. Do we're going to be hitting the fucking red. Oh, I just you, said it again, didn't I? You've done it again, John. You've done it again. <laughs> God after damn it. You. Oh, I just said it again. <laughs> It's definitely, uh, it definitely remains a family show for the first two mornings. I don't know if there's a three strikes and you're out policy. But look, John, did, do you know if uh, Keith and, you know, please, using PG-rated language, can you tell us, was Keith nervous about, uh, was Keith nervous about last night? Because it was the first time that he had stepped out with Nicole on his arm. As... I, I, didn't, I didn't talk to him about that. I don't know, man. You're going to have to ask Keith, man. He was fairly relaxed. And what about for you, uh, John? I mean, a night away from the kids, I'd imagine. Who was taking kids? Because you were there with your wife, uh, rocking out pretty oh, hard. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got to go. I, I've forgotten all about them. What? Shit. Um, you, you, I don't know. I think we just left the room. Really? You have to oh go. Oh, my God. Uh, what, is, what has happened to our kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Look. I think maybe one of the clean, like one of the maids, maybe the room cleaners. Well, yeah. John, fantastic work last night. You picked up two arias. You've picked up the award for Salty Pirate Language on today's show. Somebody's got to do it. Everybody else is too out of it to swear. Absolutely, mate. The, the album's Grand National. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Thank you, guys. See you, what mate. What do you Bye. expect? You <laughs> with Amish and Andy. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't bad at all. I reckon... The feeling I think we were sh- just young and panicking that someone was swearing, swearing. on our show. And we couldn't cut him off. Couldn't because there was no we, dump. You can't cut off John Butler. Because I remember. You, all you can do is say, please, please stop, don't. Please yeah. stop swearing because we're the ones that will get in trouble. That's really curious because, yeah, I, I certainly remember it being worse. But you listen back to it and go, what is the big deal about that? I remember looking through and, 
you know, Sam being really worried after the first F-bomb. And I think when it came, we were like, okay, we'll keep going. Was because when you start out radio, you get this drilled into you and like technically they're like, oh, you know, we could lose our broadcasting licence. So you're like, well, you don't want to be the one that's responsible for the whole company going under. Yeah, I but, think that's it. But now with a bit of age, you look back and you go... John's just having fun, being you, quite I don't, nice. I don't think like the whole of the network was going to have its broadcasting licence stripped off it because John Butler said the F word <laughs> after the Arias yeah. and then made a joke about um, leaving his kids in a hotel room that we just completely missed because yeah. we were panicking about yeah. the swear <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Oh, glad we oh. revisit that, Ando. Good. Cheers. Listener.